want people to be able to say things at your funeral that are actually meaningful. That's important to me. I want, I want to, I'm trying to secure you meaning in your life because it's suspiciously hard to actually turn money into meaning. It might actually be the case that you get everything that you aspire to do and still screw up your life because your aspirations are always kind of a little bit dicey. And so I'm going to try to give you the quality of education you need in order to actually live a meaningful life as a unique individual who actually contributes in the appropriate way to the meaning-making institutions that secure, you know, this life worth living. Uh, and to do that, we have to dive into some heady stuff. I don't do this pretty often, but like this is what this is the kind of content you get on this show that you won't get in other places um, because they don't care about your meaning. I do. So first, let me just kind of explode your notion about infinity. Uh, we have this notion of infinity. That means it goes on and 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 on. But the problem is that means it doesn't actually become anything. It only, <laughs> of, uh, it, you'll have a few problems with that notion of infinity because a real infinity kind of comes back and uh, negates and takes a stand on itself. In which case, like it just readjusts its finite bounds. It doesn't uh, actually become unbounded. Unbounded is nothing. <clears throat> It's kind of like, uh, think about football, right? When you, when you, uh, a successful play is one that moves the, the, the bounds. It's not one that just, you just keep running on and on and on. Um, in which case, even the end zone wouldn't matter. You just kind of keep going. No, it becomes a thing when you have advanced, when you've broken the, the, the barriers and set new barriers based on your own will or self-determination not necessarily based on, um, you know, external determinants that, that, that determine what, what you are. But, so if I'm a, uh, and I, I give myself a character based on how I can traverse particular bounds. Um, a structural engineer can build a bridge to get from here to, uh, you know, something on the other side of the body of water. Right? That's what a structural engineer can do. They can traverse that bound. They can break that bound in a particular way, in a way that other people can't. Um, that's why I'm not a structural engineer. I can't break that particular bound. But it's not as if I expect structural engineers to build bridges to infinity. No, I expect them to build a bridge from here to there and break like, that particular kind of barrier and have me establish a different barrier. Right? So there's this idea of infinity as being unbounded. And then there's an idea of infinity of the self being able to overcome given bounds external to the self and reestablish new bounds. That second infinity is actually a true infinity. It's not being finite by a, um, uh, a given determination. I'm going to talk about this a little bit more um at the end of the break but kind of keep that in mind while i hit the opening Sound good to me. Never change the ways for the world or the government. If it was the president, then I would state facts. You leave it up to me, I paint the white house black and it can feature in your front. So what you are, the particular character you give yourself is going to be determined by your ability to overcome 
um, limits. And not all limits overcome um, the limits as they're imposed to you externally and uh, to kind of reestablish new limits based on your will, right? And I, I feel like there are some sports that get this right and that clarify. I think football is great because like, it's, it's all about reestablishing a limit until the limit is the end zone. And then you don't just keep running. The game's not over. No, you start again. Right? But like, it's mostly just about moving through reestablishing limit. And it's, all, it's, it's a game of inches and feet. And that is how you show your infinity, your ability to break that finite barrier that's imposed by an antagonistic team, but you overcome it. And, in, and that is what characterizes you as a football player. You can overcome that boundary that's imposed by the defensive line. But in order to do that, you actually need knowledge of you know, the rules of football. So th th this is important because in this unbounded notion of freedom, you don't actually need knowledge uh, because it's not about reestablishing bounds in a, within an institution. It's about just becoming unbounded so you can just break through. And however break, you break through, it, it doesn't matter um, because you're not reestablishing bounds. You don't have to break through and sustains the institution in order for it to um, have meaning. And so if you actually understand infinity and actually being this way, you, need, you understand that you need knowledge of the world in order to reestablish bounds, break through and reestablish bounds in a meaningful way. But in the other conception of freedom, just kind of being unbounded, doing whatever you want, whenever you want to, one, it won't make sense. And two, you don't need any knowledge of the world. And so, like, there's actually a lot that is embedded in what I am saying about what are the conditions and preconditions of actually living a free life. Some people say, oh, you don't need anything. Just go with your gut. I'll be free. I'm bound. No, that's not actually going to live a free. That's not actually what freedom looks like. Freedom looks like overwhelming the given bounds in establishing new bounds um, with external antagonists. So you actually need knowledge of what these bounds are and then what ways you can overcome them. Right? All right, so this comes, uh, there's kind of an, a, tra a trajectory of concerns that this comes in. We know that we're kind of finite creatures. We have limits. And then we think, well, if we have limits, there must be something that's unlimited. And then you think about something that's unlimited. And this is like the history of thought. And uh, you think about something that's unlimited. And they're like, oh, well, if it's unlimited... That means it's infinite and unbounded. All right. So then you have this unlimited thing, which is already kind of hard to think through. And then over here, and then the finite world over here. And it's weird that there's a finite world that limits the infinity. So the, the barrier of infinity is going to be finitude. So like this, this falls apart and collapses. You know, I know you don't pay for all this, but it's important. This falls apart and collapses. So we have to think about a, a notion of infinity um, that actually makes sense within the finite world. And it is, infinity is an activity of the finite. And we actually have the resources to do this. It's an activity of the will of the finite, right? So I have a will that can overwhelm things that are trying to limit me. And insofar as my will can overwhelm them, I can, I can overwhelm gravity by jumping a little bit, by raising my hand, by arching my eyebrow, I overwhelm gravity, and I set my own limits. I become a different kind of thing than what was determined 
um, externally. And insofar as anything is a thing, it has this aspect of infinity. For example, this, uh, this, Thing right here is uh, uh, this table is a table because it can hold up against external determinants, right? If I put a sheet of paper on a table and it couldn't sustain itself against a sheet of paper, then that means that the table one isn't much of a table. That means it's not much of a thing that it was. And part of what it is to be a table is to be able to sustain itself against, um, you know, things like paper and my, my resting arms. However, it's not going to be an infinite kind of table insofar as it can't sustain itself against an elephant. An elephant, if it sat down on this table, would break the table. The table would not be much of a table relative to an elephant. So it actually changes the barriers of what it is to be, um, you know, externally determined. But it, do, it still has a capacity to be externally determined insofar as it, it can hold like a a bo of books, but it can't hold an elephant. And that's a whole lot of what freedom is. The ability to actually resist external determinations, um, but not in an absolute way. If it was an absolute table, it could lift anything. I don't even know if it would be a thing. Um, uh, it could hold it against anything like, that. I put the earth on it? So uh, there are going to be barriers to all things insofar as they're meaningful things. How, how heavy would it be? <laughs> the infinite table, how heavy would it be? Uh, and yeah, would it, would it take the entire weight of the earth? No, it, it, it wouldn't. It's like, these are all relative determinations. Um, but insofar as uh, there's an internal principle that's acting against and sustaining itself against external determinants, then it... Like it is what it is, right? The civil engineer can overcome the limits of this body of water by building a bridge and studying studies concrete in order to do that. And insofar as it can overcome that limit, it is a civil engineer. If the civil engineer cannot overcome that limit, it's not much of like a of, of a civil engineer. So think about your life in terms of overcoming important limits. Like you're really I mean, I do this because I think it's the most important. I, I try to give this quality of wisdom because I think it's the most important thing I can do with my life. And I think there's another philosopher right name of Nietzsche who kind of just realized that, you know, you're kind of only as good as your opponents. As a, like, so think about the most important struggle and the most important um, aspect of your life that you can because that way, win or lose, at least you've done something meaningful. So what I struggle to do is actually try to sustain freedom by communicating the quality of knowledge and, like, that you need in order to not squander your life. You're welcome. By the way, if you like what I'm doing, go ahead and give $5, $15, or $50 a month to www.funkyacademic.com because I am uh, trying to secure your freedom, but which means I'm also making myself down quite unemployable by doing so, depending on who you talk to. Uh, because your freedom probably going to... Look, I said this before in a different video. Trump was right when he was talking about critical race theory. We are, I'm coming for your culture. I'm coming for your churches. I'm coming for your family structure. Like, if, if black people are going to be free, a lot of things are going to have to change. But it's okay. There's dignity in, 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 in the freedom. You'll still be able to remain yourself. You'll just be a better free yourself. And, you know, it's going to change the way you think about, you know, infinity, but it'll also change the way you think about politics, family, and, and the job. 
all of which are very important, all of which we've organized in a way that's not good for black people. Um, so I'm going to have to reorganize that, and I'm trying to, every week I try to give a quality of, of political insight that will help you do that. So in order to be a thing, you need to break an external limit um, and not be uh, unilaterally determined by an external limit in a certain way. Like, so yourself overcomes. There's a great paper on this. Um, I want to say Andrew Davis on Hegel's idealism. Andrew Davis on Hegel's idealism. You can find it on probably. I mean, he doesn't go through all the moves because he doesn't care about, you know, securing black people. Uh, you know, a sense of, of institutional freedom. But, but he goes through a lot of the, 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 the deep moves in terms of infinity. Um, so if you can't actually resist external determinants, you're not, you're not even, it's not just that you're not a, uh, uh, you're not who you are, you're not even a thing. You're, all of your properties are given uh, external to you. You're just some, a tool for something else. <laughs> like, you're not even your own thing if all of your properties are determined for you externally. And to a certain extent, all of our properties are determined for us externally. And that's, uh, that's a problem, right? Like I, I talk about my mom being pushed out of South Carolina. No, I kind of pushed, but pretty much pushed out of South Carolina with the great migration, like all the other black people. She moved out to California. And now I was born in California, raised in California. Now I'm kind of priced out of California. I'm coming back. I'm in Athens, Georgia right now, which is good for what it is. But you have to understand that that means like the, the last few generations of my, my being have been determined by external forces in a way that I think is probably unbecoming because I actually like California, not Southern California, but Northern California I actually like, but you know, I'm priced out. So I'm in Athens, Georgia, which is fine, but you know, I'm, I'm this kind of nomadic existence isn't really the stuff of freedom, but that's black life because, and I mean, this is the story of gentrification too. When you're, um, we call it gentrification. That's a nice word, but pretty much it's like when, when white people say you got to move now, you got, all right, you're holding this warm. I know you got property deeds or whatever, but like you were holding it warm for us until we wanted it, but now we want it. Thanks for keeping our seat warm. Get. And that's, uh, I mean, the famous story about this in here is in Atlanta during the 96 Olympics when, when you know, like they wanted to build and they just had to move people. You got to go now. All right, you're holding it warm. I know you got property deeds and all that, but here's some pennies on the dollar and go. Scat. Apparently Decatur's like that now. Um, yeah, it, it, yeah, you're moving people out. So this contingent relationship you have with the United States, which means that they set all of your boundaries and your characteristics, including where you live, is a is a problem, right? So like you, in order to be free, in order to be the kind of thing that you are, you need to not be determined by something that's not you. Not be unilaterally determined by something that's not you. Right. And um, this doesn't mean being unbound. It means having a say in your bounds. And being able to push back and overcome your bounds. And we get this with something that's uh, um, you know, why you go to the gym. You go to the gym. You're bound by your infirmity. You want to get stronger. You don't become infinitely strong, but you move the needle. Right? You go to the gym. You interact with weights. 
And then the next day or a few days later, you're stronger than you were before because of like your activity of interacting with your, the bounds, you've broken them. Um, doesn't mean you've become unbound. It means you have different bounds. And in so far, and in so far as you can do that, you are, and it's a contribution of your will and not just nature. It's a contribution of your will. Then like you've kind of established your individuality through your ability to um, uh, uh, overcome external impositions. So what does it take to overcome external impositions? That's the stuff of black freedom. That's the stuff of freedom in general. Be able to give yourself your characters and not just have your characters be determined by you from external determinants. I mean, there are some natural conditions, right? So you, you, you need a quality of knowledge. You need a free will. You need um, institutional support uh, where you're respected and where your uh, speech means something. Like you need all of these things, else you'll just be, you know, the vessel of some other person's uh, aspirations, which is not the same as being free, right? So what should you take away from this video? You should take that way that freedom means being, um, uh, like having an aspect of infinity, which means being able to break finite bounds, not unbounded, but to resist externally imposed bounds and to set new bounds or have a say in setting new bounds as yourself. And through how we do this is how we give ourselves characters. It's how anything gives itself a character. That's how it becomes a distinct, uh, a thing distinct from other things, by how it can resist the external imposition of other things. Our material breaks down, and as our material breaks down, we stop being what we are. Um, I mean, right now we have, I mean, humans it's pretty clear right so what we are is a thing that can understand the world and realize our will within it awesome right but then we stop being able to do that for example when i you know in my 80s when my hand-eye coordination when my material fails me i'll stop being able to control my body and react to the world so they take away my driver's license which is appropriate it's perfectly appropriate because to be what I am is to resist inertia and like, and be able to react in a way that's not bound by like physical infirmity or like inappropriate hand-eye coordination. That's why I'll get arrested if I try to drive without glasses. No, I, part of what I am is to be able to um, uh, represent the world. And if I stop being able to do that, if instead my vision is determined by like, you know, astigmatism or whatever, then I lose my rights. I stop being the kind of thing that can drive. I stop being a driver. Right. So um, take time, talk with your friends about how this is kind of a better understanding of the origins of beings and the characteristics that they have as being able to repel external determinations and why you need this kind of power in order to be free people. Um, and as we don't have this kind of power, insofar as we have to do what's given to us, then maybe we aren't free. Right. So think about that. Uh, I'll talk to you at a different time. If you like what I do, you know what to do. Um, if you like what I do, go to funkyacademic.com and contribute. 
thanks often comes in the form of cash and the site takes credit cards. If you appreciate the work I do every week and you think that I should continue to do it because I'm giving you the quality of political knowledge and insight that will help you not squander your life and kind of rescue meaning from it, then go ahead and go to www.funkyacademic.com and kick in five, 15 or $50 a month or make one enormous donations. I like the monthlies because it allows me to budget more and that'll help me, you know, with a marketing budget or getting better equipment that works all the time. Because a lot of, in a lot of ways, freedom means having equipment that works every time you turn it on. <laughs> and I want to be a free Negro. So, um, if you like what I do, go to funkyacademic.com and contribute. Thanks often comes in the form of cash and the site takes 